0: Hey, it's me, Tiffany Harris-Gill, Assistant Principal of Student Services. And I'm here to talk to you about 504 plans. What are they? How are they different from the IEP? We're going to dig into this, so stick around. Kids with physical or mental disabilities can face academic hurdles for a variety of reasons. But parents can take advantage of federal laws to help ensure that their child's needs are met. 504, what is it? So there's a section 504 of the U.S. Rehabilitation Act of 1973, and it's designed to help parents of students with physical or mental impairments in public schools or publicly funded private schools work with educators to design customized education plans and these 504 plans are legally there to ensure that the student will be treated fairly at school so here are some of the basics of a 504 plan first a student can qualify for a 504 plan if they have physical or mental impairments that affect or limit any of their abilities to do the following. Here we go. Walk, breathe, eat, or sleep, communicate, see, hear, or speak. Read, concentrate, think, or learn, stand, bend, lift, or work. Ha <laughs> Go Dr. Seuss. <laughs> All right. So a couple examples of accommodations in 504 plans include preferential seating, extended time on tests and assignments, reduced homework or classwork, verbal, visual, or technology aids, modified textbooks, audio video materials. And you're probably like, wait a minute Tiffany, these are all the same things I hear that kids with IEPs get. However, the goal of the 504 plan is for students to be educated in the regular classroom along with services and accommodations or educational aids that they might need. And then if students with these plans can't achieve satisfactory academic success as determined by the school, then other alternative settings in the school can be considered. So I'm gonna give you an example. I had a student, he had short arms. And I mean, he wasn't my student, he was a student in the general education class, but he he went to our school. So an example of something he needed was extended time on test. So it wasn't as though he did not need, um, like he could not access the regular classroom. No, he could. It's not that as though he could not access general education. He could. He was a typically developing kid that had a limitation due to his arms. So, because his arms were shorter, this meant that he needed more time to complete his test because of the angle in which he had to take his test. So, he was covered under the United States Rehabilitation Act of 1973, the section 504. You're like, Tiffany, I still don't understand. What is the difference between a 504 plan and an IEP? Well, a 504 plan is different from an individualized education program. And the main difference is that a 504 modifies a student's regular education program in a regular classroom setting. This is different than the IEP because the IEP is under a different act, the Individual with Disabilities Act, or IDEA, 2004. And they may receive different educational services in a special or regular education setting. And this is depending on the student's needs. So IEP programs are delivered and monitored by additional school support staff. So an example would be like the paraprofessional is involved with the IEP process, but a paraprofessional is not involved with the 504 plan. A 504 plan is monitored by the classroom teacher. You are responsible as a general education teacher for making sure that this plan is implemented and looked over and those accommodations are made for that student. Whereas the IEP, normally you have a case manager over that and the special education teacher is making sure that those accommodations and modifications are followed through. Also. Uh, 504 students can't get that resource setting or self-contained setting. Um, They don't leave out of their general education classroom. They don't leave out of that regular education classroom. Also, parental approval and involvement is required for an IEP, but not for a 504 plan. And full parental participation in a 504 plan process is very, of course, very important for the student's academic success. It's also important to note that students with IEPs are also entitled to additional protections and services offered by 504 plans. And students with IEPs might benefit from a 504 plan, for example, if they're moving from a special education setting to a regular classroom. So let's talk about the evaluation and referral process. A 504 plan should be considered when a student isn't benefiting from instruction due to a physical or mental impairment. And the issue can be raised by anybody, parent, legal guardian, teacher, physician, therapist, you name it. And a 504 plan can help also when a student returns to school after a serious injury or illness or when a student isn't eligible for special education services or an IEP but still needs extra services to succeed academically. So once an educational concern is raised, myself would gather a team uh, and have a 504 planning team. The team usually consists of the parents, me, classroom teachers, SU, and other school personnel, maybe like a nurse, social worker, school psychologist, but, and then after reviewing academic and medical records and interviewing the student and parent, the 502 team determines if the child is eligible to have a 504 plan put in place. And sometimes there's a disagreement about the eligibility and sometimes there's a disagreement. Um, there's a disagreement in the plan itself. And in these cases, the parent can make an appeal to the school um, district or like the US Office of Civil Rights. And of course, we don't want anything to go that high, but that can happen. Um, Also, adults can have 504 plans. My mother had one where she had an accommodation where you needed to send her an email in large print. So we as adults also can have a 504 plan and special accommodations if needed. Reviewing the 504 plan. So, once the plan is developed by a team, all of the students' teachers are responsible for implementing the accommodations in the plan, as well as participating in plan reviews. The 504 plan should be reviewed at least annually to determine if the accommodations are up-to-date and appropriate based on the student's needs. Any 504 plan team member, including the parent, can call for a 504 plan review at any time if there's an educational concern or change in the student's needs. The plan can be terminated if the 504 team determines that the student is no longer disabled, like you broke your arm and now your arm is healed and I don't need to write for you anymore. Um, if they no longer require a special accommodation or service to meet the identified needs, they can be appropriately instructed in the general education classes. It no longer impedes their um, ability to access the regular classroom. So when we are reviewing the 504 plan, a 504 plan can continue on for as long as the student needs. um, And if they no longer have a need, it can be terminated. Finally, the 504 process might have fewer protections than the special education process, but families still, can still play an important role by staying involved and in making sure that kids with disabilities get the same education as kids who don't. This has been another KIPP production. I am Tiffany Harris-Gill, Assistant Principal of Student Services, and I'm out.